Welcome to movies. May I take your order? Yeah, um, let's see. Give me one utterly delicious milkshake, skinny calf, and order of onion rings. Thanks. One ring to rule them all. One ring to find them. Oh, Jesus. One ring to bring them all. And in the darkness, bind them. Yes, suit! How many times? Well, um, three for fellowship, two for towers, four for return. Five for return. Dude. All right, look. There's only one return, okay? And it ain't of the king, it's of the Jedi. Oh, Star Wars geek. <laughs> oh, I'm the geek? Look at you two whipping out your preciouses. You'll have to excuse him. He's not down with the trilogy. Da, 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 da. You sound insane. You realize that? Oh, yeah. The whole world got crazy. Seriously? It's showtime. It's another week in the world, so that means it's another week of Mad About Movies. It's time for a Rants and Raves edition this time around because, fellas, I don't know if you've uh, noticed. I mean, it's popping off from our perspective. It's not really popping off on the box office side of things. This might be the worst month, couple of weeks, definitely, mm-hmm. that we've had yeah. for theaters in quite some time. But luckily, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Bezos <laughs> has us covered <laughs> because he's dropped the Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power, This thing has been in production for years and years, and we can finally talk about it here. So we're going to do that. So welcome in. Uh, A little bit of spoiler alerts ahead. We'll talk about the first two episodes of The Rings of Power. They're on Amazon Prime. Please watch them before listening to this. We'll try and stay spoiler free. Uh, I guess we have to because uh, there's only two episodes, so we don't really know what happens. But um, we're going to talk about those first few episodes, so please watch them before you listen. So welcome in. I'm Kent, joined by Richard and Brian, as always. Brian, I know you're excited about this. Mm-hmm. Hobbit fans, we went and saw Hobbits. We, we talked about Hobbits. We've done Lord of the Rings here recently. So this yeah. is, uh, is going to be good. Yeah, man, I've been looking forward to this for a long time. I love, I love the, the, the Tolkien-verse and, uh, and Lord of the Rings. Those movies are definitely, I mean, top five favorite movies for me. I watch them pretty couple times a year probably um and the hobbit was has always been like as as for i don't know the last 20 plus years been my favorite book love it so i'm 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 pumped man I'm, i was i was really excited a little nervous about this you know just cuz trailer i didn't think was very good and you know what are you going to get who knows cuz yeah. it's not like the hobbit movies were awesome so um what are we what are we getting here but uh yeah, I I was I was more anticipatory than than nervous, I guess, but uh, a little bit of both coming in. Yeah, absolutely. Same with me. I've always definitely enjoyed Tolkien, and I've never really been into medieval stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I've ne- never really been my cup of tea, and except medieval times, you're big on that. Like the number of times that we yes. tried to do a podcast, and you're like, can't, bro. Ken, medieval times, yeah. Ken has tried to <laughs> pitch me movie pass, but for medieval times, so yeah. many times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just any medieval times in America, you yeah. can get in. Yeah, <laughs> you name the number: two hundred, three hundred, four hundred dollars a month, whatever right. makes sense. Right, I will go. 
Yeah. And the thing about it is, though, it's not that you go multiple times a week like Movie Pass, but you can go multiple times a day. Right. So you can go yeah. for yeah. dinner and lunch. Well, that's the I thing prefer. is people people forget it's both dinner and turn. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, you know, because yeah. there's been so many times, Brian, you and I have looked. Mm-hmm. We, you know, Brian and I go out to dinner weekly. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's just dinner, no tournament. Yeah. yeah. And we'll look at each other yeah. and go, you know, this beautiful steak dinner here at Albernay's mm-hmm. yeah. could really use some tournament. Yeah. You know what Bob Steak and Chop House doesn't have? <laughs> no, a tournament. tournament. No tournament. <laughs> yeah. There's they do not tournament. like it when you try to start one either. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't go well. It doesn't nope. go well. Uh, but Harry Potter was a, kind of a hard sell for me. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely understand it now. But uh, anytime, all you got to do is say, uh, you know, Knights of the Round Table or anything mm-hmm. like that. I'm, I'm probably going to be out. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I got into Game of Thrones at the end, though, because the cultural significance sure. was just so mm-hmm. severe that I ended up getting into that uh, towards the uh, end of, I guess, season five and then season six happened live and I was live for that, which was definitely an experience. So I'm going to really ask you guys about uh, about Lord of the Rings, but I want your House of the Dragons pre-thoughts too. We'll work that into this conversation too, because I want to kind of discuss here and decide which ones we should be in for, House of the Dragon. Or Lord of the Rings. I know it's a tough call. Maybe you have to pick one. Maybe you have to either pick HBO or Amazon Prime. Maybe you don't have enough time in the day to just stay up to speed <laughs> on both of these, which is definitely possible, considering these are both every week and they're each mm-hmm. an hour uh, right. per episode. So if you want to stay in the, the cultural conversation as it's happening and you have to pick one, mm-hmm. which one should you choose? I guess that'll be the, uh, the answer we try to get to by the end of this, but... Let's start off with general thoughts here. Brian, what was your first reaction when you heard Amazon has purchased Lord of the Rings is turning it into series slash movie, whatever? Yeah, it was um, what they bought was was interesting, too, because it's it's not just that they acquired Lord of the Rings. They, they, they kind of didn't. They bought uh, they bought 10 pages of appendices, basically, and. Then they're going to turn that into a series, and that's an expensive ten pages. <laughs> yeah, like two hundred million dollars or something. I mean, good gracious, um, twenty mil, twenty mil page, <laughs> just a cool twenty mil. It's like page. this is just a, a sketch that he did of his dog. Why do <laughs> it's part of it? <laughs> right, all yeah. or nothing, bro. <laughs> right, yeah, anatomy and physiology of of goblins. Um, but the yeah, it, it's it's a it's a it's a very very small portion of. Tolkiendom um on on page and so i am i i would say that i i mean i grew up with this stuff my dad my mom both loved this kind of stuff and you know dungeons and dragons and and lord of the rings and all that stuff and so these these books were were part of my you know my 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 upbringing um i'm sure i've said before there is this great audio play that um bbc or or somebody did in like the late 70s with like a full cast and everything um of lord of the rings and they did another one for the hobbit and and those that still probably is my favorite medium for for um for lord of the rings i think it's just such a it's so well done and and uh tells the story without getting super caught up in the the songs and stuff that takes up a lot of uh, a lot of the books and everything. So, 
Um, I love these books, but I don't read them all that frequently. I love watching the movies because it kind of distills it a little bit. There is a lot of Tolkien writing. Um, there's a lot, a lot, a lot of it. And, and I would never, <laughs> uh, call myself an, an, an expert on all that stuff. It's, it's, I read the, 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 the similarity like once maybe, you know, and, and some of the other stuff. It's, I definitely did a lot of, of, uh, Wikipediaing, uh, this weekend after watching those two episodes. So, Anyway, when when Amazon bought this, I was I was pumped for it, but I understood the kind of the hesitation, the holdback from people who are like hard, hardcore Tolkien heads, Tolkien Nation, Tolkien up, you know, mm-hmm. um, Tolkien strong, Tolkien strong, yeah, and uh, and I, so I, like I get the I get the hesitation on on their their front. Um, I would not really put myself in the camp. I'm I just really I enjoy this world a whole lot. Um, more than I would say that I enjoy like the, the super, like the, the B sides of, uh, of Tolkien's writings and whatnot. So to me, it's more about like, what can you take and kind of distill into a, an entertaining and hopefully high quality TV show or movie or whatever you're doing? And less, we better make sure that we don't change a single thing from, anything that Tolkien ever wrote. And we also, we better make sure that nothing we do counteracts something that happened in the children of Hren or whatever in that's never going to make it to the screen. You know, it's, it's that, that to me starts to feel pretty, um, trekky and I, I'm not super interested in that, but I, I was, I was cool. I, again, anyway, to, to sum up, I understand the hesitation. I was excited that, that they were going to be able to do something. And then if anybody's going to do this, you have to approach this world the way I think that Amazon did, where it was like, we're putting a ton of money into this. We're green lighting, whatever, six seasons up front. And we're going to, we're going to really do this right and not kind of try to cheap out or we'll see what happens or anything like that. Um, so I, I love, I, I like that aspect of things. Um, even if, you know, Jeffrey Bezos may not be the the best to have his hands on all this stuff, but uh, anyway, it works out. Yeah. Uh, Richard, I know for you, Tolkien was required reading uh, growing up. So have you stayed invested at all in in the Tolkien lore since then, since Lord of the Rings came out and all that? Is it one of your favorite franchises or not? Yeah. Opposite of Brian, did not even know what Order of the Rings was until The Hobbit landed on my desk in whatever mm-hmm. seventh grade for school. Um, didn't like it. Don't like that kind of thing. I mean, it's well done. It's certainly no issue with the writing or anything. But just not my. I don't like you know. I don't like the woods. I don't like that kind of fantasy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Never saw Lord of the Rings movie until probably 2011 or something. The last few years, kind of just on principle to bother people. Um. Maybe I saw one of them in theaters. I think I saw like the second one in theaters and was just like on a date or something. I don't know. And then lost a bet to Corndog. And he was like, you have to watch the Lord of the Rings movies with me. And I watched them and I liked them. I think they're really well done. I, I have an affinity for those. And then we did seen them a few times. Then we did the Hobbits and all that. that. So that's my background with it. I have no like opposite of Brian and and no, again, no, no real issue with it. Um, other than not liking the Hobbit when I was, you know, a dumb 13 year old, but, uh, no issue either way, but it liked those films. And, you know, it was hard to get around the, 
what is Amazon up to with this? What's the scope of this going to be? You know, mm-hmm. that was more my thought around the, the purchase and the production and everything, right? It was more around yeah. that because it was that, that, in, that all that information kind of came out at once. So it was interesting. I've liked some stuff, you know, uh, Amazon is, um, you know, certainly a tier below Netflix and HBO, but has, has had some success making show like Maisel's a, mm-hmm. a big hit and a few others as well. So like, it's not like this was coming out on Crackle or Quibi, you know? Right. It, but also it wasn't like HBO where you kind of are pretty sure it's going to be good, at least to right. a certain. Right. So yeah, yeah. that was kind of my, I don't know, excitement or thoughts coming into it. And then, and then, oh yeah, Game of Thrones, I only watched, I still haven't seen this new House of Dragon. I'm waiting to see if it fully like penetrates the zeitgeist. I, I waited on Game of Thrones and I didn't like it as much as like, I gradually watched Lord of the Rings and liked it. And then I think also because Game of Thrones was so many episodes, mm-hmm. I watched it towards the end. I binged it because we were going to do episodes on it and we, you know, it was such a big deal. It felt stupid to not be part of the conversation. And I thought it was fine, but it didn't do much for me. So if House of Dragon or whatever takes off like that after a season, I'll I'll catch up, but I'm kind of waiting for hard proof. I don't really care otherwise. <laughs> but this mm. one I'll watch because I you know, I ha- I do have some affinity for at least those, those. You at least know the source material. Yeah, bit, I know I know I get it. I like, you know, I, if I'm gonna be in that world, I kind of like the tone of it. I like the the language of it is really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's a lot of things about it that are very good. None of it is really for me, but it's like you know, it's like a piece of music that maybe not not to your taste, but you can really appreciate the complexities. And I can hammer an hour a week of this, you know, eight times a year and go. I got something out of that that was enjoyable, mm-hmm. even if it's not my. I probably won't say it's my top five favorite show of that year. Right. Yeah, I really consider Westeros and the whole Ice and Fire side of things just like an adult version of of Tolkien, you know, with a lot more sex and violence is mm-hmm. what George R. R. Martin was trying to do. And I think there are some certainly similarities there that, that we can make, but right now they are competing for people's attention. I was pretty nervous when I heard that they got the rights, but I was like, man, I'm going to be in on anything Lord of the Rings. Like it, it really doesn't. Mm-hmm. And, but knowing what they were up against, like knowing how, how great game of Thrones was the scale of that. They're like I think they knew that they had to do this thing big. And I can understand the hesitation, Brian, from a, you know, as a, somebody who might be a Tolkien fan saying, I, I don't know if I want to see them, you know, their interpretation of what that, of what that looks like, or, you know, a corporate version of, of, of Tolkien, at least, at least Peter Jackson and, and Philip Boyens and his, his whole team were all, it was very inspired. It felt mm-hmm. like to make a, to make that, and, you know, it had the Tolkien family's blessing and all this kind of stuff. Um, and so, not that this doesn't, but it does feel a lot more like a cash grab than the original Lord of the Rings series did. Yeah, I, I don't even think that was like they were even sure it was going to work. No, it was, it was like new the opposite line. of a cash, right? Yeah. yeah, they could barely get it made. Like I said, yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was more like him wanting to make it and and knowing that it could work if done correctly and. My affinity for that series, I touched on it a couple of weeks ago in, in Weekly Recommends as I was preparing to uh, to get ready to watch the the pilots here. But like I, my my affinity has grown so much more over the years for for that trilogy and yeah. and Same. what it accomplished and just kind of the time period that they were doing and 
just going back and watching uh, some of the uh, appendices he calls them on the on the extended edition Blu-ray set of, of him talking about it and and showing just the miniatures that they built for that and they really really did you know just a little bit of CG where they needed to in that series and the Hobbit was obviously the response to what CG could do and the whole 3D thing and let's mm-hmm. try this out and see if we can do an Avatar kind of thing with this didn't work. Uh, at times, but it did work at times, I think. I think it has it certainly has uh, some bright moments. But this, I can understand hesitation, like I say, on, on, on the page, on the headline. But to me, guys, like, I texted you, like, within five minutes, I was like, okay, I'm in. You know, like, yeah. I, I don't understand the hesitation after watching the pilot, after watching episode two, being like, F this. And then one star on IMDb and getting your thing banned and 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 all that stuff. I I, I don't understand that. Um, again, I, I'm a loose Tolkien fan, but I I just don't understand being a, so attached to something so hard that this is just so so far against what you envision. Even though it's literal people who did concept art for Tolkien himself, like the Tolkien official Tolkien books, like the same people designing this that designed that. Are doing it, it's still not enough for you because it's it's got Jeff Bezos's signature on it, or or I think that's just ridiculous. And, and why can't you just sit back and enjoy? Yeah, it might not be exactly what you want, but you don't have to scream about it. I mean, it, the the review bombing over the weekend was absolutely ridiculous. After I mean, it came just, out, too, like after yeah, you saw this, you're still just, you still give it one star. You gotta be freaking kidding me. I just, I don't think there's any, and I, I know that I'm, like, there's a lot of terrible places on the internet, but, like, is there any bigger dork than the person that participates in a review bombing? <laughs> like, it, it just feels like the king of dorks. Like, no, I don't like that anybody's nothing with the time. Just shut up. <laughs> just shut up. Just don't watch it. Just, I don't know. Just, I don't know. I, it's... As if they know just, more about what what this should be than the Tolkien family and estate and all that. Like this is this is not it. I'm sorry. I, I just think that's so. There are women in this. So no! so it's so childish. It's like just yeah. It's so childish. And to review, but to to give it one star just because. I I mean it, it completely like was was insane. I think there was more one stars than there was like. You know, eight stars and above on yeah. on IMDb, which was just absolutely ridiculous. I, like I said, I save your review bombing for don't worry, darling, like adults. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> on a subject that matters. The <laughs> Join us for burning of Harry Styles albums at Yeah. <laughs> When you eat so much watermelon sugar, you got to spit the seeds out. <laughs> yes, can't you watch this before either of us? Because you you texted me pretty early and was like, "Dude, you're gonna love this." So, um, yeah, I mean, within five minutes, it was clear the money was spent, <laughs> the scale was there. I mean, it looked ex- extremely cinematic. Again, I, I mean, I watched it at home. I didn't I didn't watch it on a theater, but like. Everything about this felt like a, a movie to me. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, the first hour of a movie and the second hour of a movie, and, and it's really got that feel. It does not feel much like a TV show. Uh, this does feel a lot more like a movie, but 
I, I just want Amazon, if the hype gets strong enough by the end of this thing, by the finale, the hype gets strong enough to put that bad boy finale out in the theater and just ruin Avatar 2 for Cameron. How about that? <laughs> Same weekend. Like, all right, it's only in theaters this weekend. We'll put it on Amazon next week. But if you want to see the finale, got to go. And just, you know, I like classic. It. I like it. I love that. Yeah. But, man, it really did. It, it felt like, you know, Lord of the Rings 2 or whatever. And, and I mean, this could have been directed by Peter Jackson. I know Jay Biona talked about his stuff uh, before, but he's somebody who certainly makes uh, cinematic films. It's not not something we take away from him is, is uh, how stuff looks. I think his Jurassic Park movie looked the best of all the all the new ones. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it, it fit my tastes for what I was hoping this would be, I think, cinematically and scale-wise. I was, I was worried it would be, like, it would feel way smaller than the, the Jackson stuff. And so far, it feels like it's right, uh, right on that tone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I... I- you can tell there's there's a lot of a there's a lot of craft at work, but b there's a lot of respect for what they're doing and the the story that they're telling and and the the the, the story that's come before. And you know we gotta make sure that this we gotta make sure this looks good. We gotta make sure it feels right. Um, it has to. It's not good enough just for this to, in my opinion, it's not good enough for it just to be like a good TV show. It also it also has to feel like it belongs. Um, I think that was one of the biggest issues with, with those Hobbit movies is, is that it just, the somewhere in the CGI, it, the, the, the feel of, of, of that world in those movies kind of got lost. And, uh, and this, this needs to, if you're going to, especially Peter Jackson had a, so much goodwill, um, from, from most fans, I think, um, by the time he did the Hobbit movies that, you know, they they don't have that here. So you 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 really got to get it right and and make uh, viewers who aren't dork review bombers um, feel like yeah this is this is worth it's worth my time and it's 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 standing up to the legacy of of what the, this world is and the stories that are being told. Yeah, I I think absolutely they do have to have to earn that trust from the audience. So what was your honest review? After two episodes, Brian, mm-hmm. was this better, worse than you expected? Was it what you wanted? So I um, brings a power. Yeah, I I uh, I thought the first episode was was good. Table setting it was a little bit slow, but that's okay. Um, you got ten hours, or or probably turn out to be closer to eleven or twelve hours when it's all done. You got time to set this thing up, um, and you you should take your time the first hour to do that to make sure that you that you are bringing alongside fans of I mean I can't imagine there's a whole lot of people that are watching this that didn't watch the Lord of the Rings movies but um, you know maybe maybe there's a small percentage of it so you got to spend a little bit of time bringing those people around without um without talking down to the 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 majority who yeah. you know kind of know some of this stuff um I think it's pretty smart I know some people were kind of griping about it being sort of a prequel um but i th- i think it was kind of smart to involve some of those characters especially given their ridiculously long lives and immortality and all that kind of stuff like it, it kind of makes some sense to have some ties to the previous universe i don't know that like the hardcore tolkien fan needs that but well i think this is the the contradiction though brian if mm-hmm. you do a, any kind of prequel and those characters aren't in it 
there'd be people upset, like, wouldn't Galadriel be there? Mm, yeah. Wouldn't Elrond be able to come in and help <clears throat> right. that? You know, so like, it's yeah. a double-edged sword, uh, you know, yeah. no pun intended. For sure, for sure. But I, I liked it. I thought it was, sm- and I thought that so far they've picked good characters to stick with and and, and sort of um, Lord of the Rings proper uh, adjacent stuff, like like the 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 little precursors to the hobbits the harfoot harfeet whatever um obviously those are are you know uh predecessors of of what the hobbits will become and there's little ties like that with but with galadriel and and uh elrond um and and sauron and stuff i i just i think it's i think it's smart to to hang to hang in there and and have some of those characters um mm-hmm. the tie in but that weren't like the big i mean it's a different thing if you start this show off and it's about Gandalf, you know, or something when he's when he's a little bit younger. To have it be um, Elrond and, and and Gladiator and whatnot, it's a different thing, and I, I think it was really smart. So first episode was a little slow, but I was digging it. And I, I thought that the the story elements were really good, kind of laying the groundwork. Second episode, you start to really see some stuff happen, and some of those like the the foundations that uh that we're seeing at the that first episode start to come through you get a little sense of where things are going there's some mystery elements to it so man i i mean i really i'm in the bag for it pretty easily um but i loved it i thought i i was very into these two episodes i think it was a a really great start to to what they're going to do with this series yeah about the harf harfoots uh, i'll mm-hmm. i'll say in my research that I did, it said that it just wouldn't feel like Lord of the Rings without hobbits of some kind. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's the the reason for their prominence in the story. Uh, you know, you need elves for sure, and you need dwarves. And I think they have all those things uh, done pretty well here. Uh, mm-hmm. Kaza Duel, is that what it's called? The mm-hmm. dwarf yeah. uh, place. that place looked incredible you know we get glimpses of it in the in the tolkien uh series but you know we're getting to see kind of the the golden age of this time period which is it's just awesome i mean the amount that you can do with cg now in terms of scale is just phenomenal in terms of photo real environments and things like that it's just it really just takes like what they had to do with with the the Jackson ones was just build entire towns. <laughs> let's, let's just build Hobbiton. Let's just build Rivendell or, or or whatever or part of it. Now they can do a lot of that with CG, so it really does help them take these uh, mythical places to the next level. And I think they've really done a good job here with that. The, the shot in the pilot of them climbing the like ice mm-hmm. mountain was yeah, awesome. Was really cool. <laughs> I don't know why. I, they had to have built a lot of stuff and done a lot of practical effects here. But, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, the, that's, the, that's the line cool. has been blurred officially, like with this and with, with, uh, you know, house of the dragon, like it's, it's almost, there is no line between, between, you know, photo real CG and, and live action anymore. Mm-hmm. It's the way they can, they can blend them. I mean, obviously with the characters that you can't, you can't do, such as the Snow Troll, which I thought was a great sequence in the first mm-hmm. uh, episode of uh, of Rings of Power. There's stuff like that you can't do, but I, I just think in terms of like taking us back thousands of years, these things were both super believable 
and and they're both places that uh, I truly believe existed at some point in time. Neither show really feels cheaper than the other. Uh, I would say Lord of the Rings looks way more expensive just right off the top. I mean, it just looks like they spent a billion dollars on this thing, which which they did, and, and it just goes to show if you spend money mm-hmm. <laughs> and hire the right people, you things can look good. You know, that's weird how that how how that works, right? The I'm more you spend, the better things two. look. Because like a lot of it was setting up for few, Brian, you may know more about this than me, but um, a lot of it was building that infrastructure for future seasons, right? Um, yes. So, so, but then they're also no longer going to make these in New Zealand because they mm-hmm. Amazon went back on that agreement for all the tax breaks. Because like you know the reason they were able to spend six hundred fifty million is because they got like two hundred million in tax breaks. So it's going to the UK in season two, and I wonder if that continuity will keep up. Yeah. With yeah, the I overall look and feel, and and kind of. Right. Right. Maybe they shot a lot of their, you know, establishing shots yeah. in New Zealand and they'll go I'm to sure. smaller, yeah. you I mean, know, indoor stages. The studio is a studio, like yeah. I'm sure it'll be a Pinewood or something mm-hmm. like that. I'm just. The I'm scene in, in Peter Jackson had a lot of issues like that where they just had to move locations at the last minute and things like that with the, the original one. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the scene in, uh, I think it's the two towers with, with Sam and. Smeagol and Frodo and Smeagol like throws the bread off the side of the, of the uh, thing Mm -hmm. and and frames Sam for it. That whole scene was shot like in the conference room of a hotel. (laughs) It's crazy, man. (laughs) Against the green screen. It's like, yeah, we just, it started raining. So we went in, we went into the ballroom of this hotel and threw up a green screen and that's what's in the movie. It's like, holy, what if you're just staying at that hotel? Like, what are they doing now? They're shooting uh, the end of uh, the two tower. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Normal, normal. But I mean, the, the amount of things you can do in a small space with some green screen, some nice, nice establishing shots, some nice, nice CG in the background. Yeah. It, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. But also just to finish that out. Yeah. Like, Brian, I don't know if you've heard more, Kent. Like, so a lot of the the overall with the expense of this, I've heard kind of both things. I don't know what you guys have heard, but a lot of it was like, "Wow, they're spending five hundred million dollars a season." And I know Amazon at one point came and said, "Well, not really." But a lot of that is upfront cost, yes, in season one, but we'll use a lot of that for mm-hmm. seasons two through you know seven or whatever. Mm-hmm. And each season will get subsequently less expensive. Is that still the plan, or are they just going to keep throwing money at this? I think that's the plan is to have a lot of it carry over, like build a lot of the stuff and be, you know, be able to transport it and rebuild it places Mm -hmm. like a lot of the, a lot of the sets and things. And that was part of the initial investment with New Zealand is that the New Zealand economy would get those jobs, like those Mm -hmm. set, set design jobs and and be able to build a lot of that stuff that was going to be used for future seasons. So Mm -hmm. I, I think that's what they did. They probably... Spend a heck of a lot of money on the first season, establish a template for how to shoot it, what they can get away with, and how much they need for CG, and then you know try to replicate that on on sound stages going yeah. forward. But that 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 was crazy. I did see that tw- that twenty percent. It's like, man, if it is a billion, that is a two hundred million dollar uh, nice nice little little tax break. Yeah, you wonder why everything is shot in Georgia. You know, it's right. because they're literally paying you to shoot there. They'll pay yeah. for the movie if you shoot there. Yeah, but like so a lot of that like, was on those jobs going forward, and now those jobs aren't going to be there in New Zealand anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's some. I mean, classic. Yeah, Amazon. that does for those day jobs. Yeah, yeah. 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 What yeah, they, Amazon? Mm-hmm. Amazon, I know. Well, 
Um, in terms of the characters here, like I said, we have Galadriel. We have Elrond as well in Rings of Power, which is a, a carryover. And that was supposed to be Will Poulter at the uh, the outset. But he oh, had to shoot <laughs> Marvel stuff and had to drop out. I'm glad he wasn't in it. I'm glad it's more uh, unknown actors, even though I have seen um, our our Galadriel lead, Mayor, me, I'm going to butcher her name it's it's welsh richard do you know how to pronounce it uh no no i'm, I'm not on trying to pronounce any of these mm-hmm. okay it's uh i'll do it morphids morphid robot is it spelled rope robot Morphid. but she says there's like a there's like a th sound at the, i don't know i saw her talking with colbert about uh her welsh upbringing but uh, i have seen her on on saint Maud. but i'm glad it's it's more unknowns and not a, a, yeah, a big uh, a big movie star leading this thing because you can establish the characters uh, a little bit easier. Which characters appeal to you more, Brian? The House of the Dragon characters, which is the Targaryen family. We mm-hmm. have Viserys. We have Daemon. We have Rhaenyra. Mm-hmm. Or the Gladriel, Finrod, you know, dwarves. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's this by a pretty fair stretch to me. I don't... I'm watching House of the Dragon. I haven't seen the most recent episode. Second episode was was better than the the first one for me. I feel like I'm in the minority and that the last season of Game of Thrones didn't bother me. I was like, that's fine, whatever. Um, But I also... I was trying to explain this in the Discord, and it just... It's like... That show, Game of Thrones and and House of the Dragon, both, I'm assuming House of the Dragon, because the first episode is so bleak and brutal. So I assume it's going to be more of that. I just, (laughs) I think something that I really love about this series, whether it's the books, the movies, TV show, whatever, um, is how they can have huge stakes, like really meaningful, serious things where people, where characters die and the fate of the free world is is always like in the balance and stuff and i don't feel like i'm just being beaten with the mace of despair or something like through the course of it like it's Uh that there's like major subplots or i guess not major but at least minor subplots about how hungry they are and stuff like that you know and that these characters smoke too much weed and stuff it's 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 uh it really is, and I'm not knocking it. Like if you're if you're super into Game of Thrones, House of Dragon, George R. R. Martin, like that style of fantasy, that's totally cool. Whatever. I it for me, this is, uh, this is much more. It's not just that it's more enjoyable because duh, and, you know, no one's, uh, <laughs> being like castrated on screen, which is like a literal thing that happened in House of Dragons episode one, and so. I mean, obviously it's more enjoyable, but I, I just, I don't know. I, 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 the vibe is a lot better for me, um, with this. And so, and also I have way more, I have more equity in that. Like I said, I mean, I've, I've been yeah. listening, I've been listening to or, or reading these stories for, you know, 35 years or whatever. So I'm, yeah, I'm way more into this than I am. House of the Dragons is, is really pretty close to like, well, it's the cultural thing right now. So I'm, I, I kind of want to know what's going on, but I'm not. I'm not all that. If they said tomorrow, hey, House of the Dragon, we're not doing it anymore, I'd be like, oh, that's a bummer. Okay. This would, I'd be like, oh, man, for real? Like, this, that had a, you know, it's a, it's a much different thing. So I, I really dig the, 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 you know, the elves and the dwarves and, and 
and the way that this world is set up from Tolkien actually writing it all the way down through through this thing. Yeah, this is this is much better for me. Richard, which one are you more in for? Oh, I, this one. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't done House of Dragon yet, so maybe I'll like yeah. it a lot. But but so this one made me watch it. So it's it's a one to nothing in that regard. And that one has dragon in the name. So, yeah, there are a lot of dragons in, in House of the Dragon. I do like that about it. I hope there's going to be a, a lot of that stuff in, in Lord of the Rings. There's one shot in the pilot that was that almost gave me goosebumps. It was so great. Like, I think it's they show the they're showing the first map and then, then they're like, and, and that's when they came to Middle Earth. And then it mm-hmm. just shows like a dragon like crashing yeah. into like a f- war field, you know, or whatever. It's just maps, like, oh, man. yes. Ugh. Maps are yeah. so cool. Part of this world. There was a couple shots in there that's like, man, this is at the level that I hope it maintains for the entire right. season. Right. I just yeah. I just hope that they uh, they really they really ramp it up because there were some episodes in, in the, the end of Game of of Thrones, you know, the finale right. is what it is, but there was a few in that season that mm-hmm. was just unbelievable. That was, you know, Battle of the Five Armies or right. whatever level yeah. uh, of of scale and production. So hopefully mm-hmm. they repeat that with, with Rings of Power towards the end of the season. Hopefully we get some big orc battles and things like that instead of just mm-hmm. forging the ring and, and running around and, you know, having hairy feet stuff like that <laughs> yeah I, I gotta say the harf the harfoots probably that's probably the thing i'm least into in that in that show yeah no i i think um i think you do run the risk with they i think i think peter jackson did this very very well with the hobbits of making them entertaining and centering the story them. around it yeah, it, for, obviously know, Frodo and Sam, especially like everything revolves around them. But but making them um, eccentric and kind of and and a bit of comedy relief without being like over the top comedy relief and yeah. not ever letting them get annoying. But that could definitely happen. That could very easily happen with with these with the hard foots or hard feet or whatever. Um, it, it it yeah, it could definitely happen. I think what you're gonna see, and I could be wrong, but I think what you're gonna see is that. Much the same way with with Frodo and Sam, um, I think that that Poppy and and Marigold are going to be so central to what's happening with the overarching story because of their relation to the stranger. Um, obviously, I mean, I think that's going to be a huge part of of the rest of this season is the kind of the reveal on who that person is and what he has to do with the story and how it relates to Sauron and all this sort of stuff. And so I kind of feel like they're going to build in those characters kind of almost by proxy are going to be so important to the story that you're going to kind of get over the, I don't know, kind of annoying whimsy, I guess, can't, you know, that you're right. That you're kind of seeing at this point, I think they're going to be so important that you're going to come around on, on uh, what, who they are and, and having them on screen and whatnot. Awesome. I, I I can't wait for that. Uh the most recent episode of of Hot D. I was kinda kinda in. There's something that happens in that okay. the, the end of the episode. I'm like Let me watch well, that. I can kinda see where this is going and I'm and I'm and I'm kinda into it. And the guy that plays King Viserys, uh Patty Considine. Yeah. Is great. Yeah. He's uh he pops up in um mm-hmm. in uh, what's it called? Uh 
Edgar Wright movies uh, mm, a, a, a yeah. bunch. Yeah. Mm. But uh, yeah, he he is he's excellent. But we'll see where they go. I think right now I'm a little more into Hot D just because there's three episodes compared to two. So I'm mm. a little more invested in the characters. Mm-hmm. But uh, we've got episode three this week of Rings of Power. Mm-hmm. And I could probably say by the end I'll, I'll be more into Rings of Power. Yeah. I think it's just going to take a little more time to uh, to get to yeah. that level. And I already have the whole Game of Thrones experience as kind of sure. background on these families and, and knowing mm-hmm. kind of what it is. So it was easier for me to, to, to jump right into the deep end with that sure. one because I knew yeah. Yeah, yeah. where it was going and all for that. For sure. So. And let me ask you this, Kent, because I won't ask you, Richard, because I know you don't care. Um, so. This is a little more how your brain works. A couple people have asked me, so I've been I've been thinking about it too. Who do you do you do you have a theory on who who you think the stranger is or how it relates to to this story? I don't. No. Okay. No. I I I mean, Billy Joel, <laughs> Turtle. <laughs> I don't yeah. Know. Yeah, there's a lot of people that think that it's Sauron. I mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think that's that. That would be Gandalf. Sense to me. A lot of people think it's Gandalf. That Gandalf has where... to be the reveal at the end. Of, like you have to bring Gandalf into so, this somehow. Right? Okay, so here's the thing. That's where you will get like real gripes from from the fan base because Gandalf is not like by Tolkien's own like canon. Um, Gandalf doesn't show up until much later than thousand years or whatever he's like a third age character Um, got it okay what i get but now that doesn't mean that they wouldn't change it because you know it's a freaking trying to think of characters from the from the first one that that, yeah so i'll I'll tell you what i think is is most likely this like gets referenced just to give maybe as much as anything and again i'm not like a, a true tolkien head but um just to maybe give you a little reference so you know like what you're looking for cuz i think the most likely thing is that he's that he's going to end up being um one of the blue wizards and that is those are like the pre the precursors to to gandalf so there's a couple times in the movies and and in the books where gandalf himself and then there's a, i think there's another point where where saruman references that there were five wizards um and so you've got You've got uh, you've got obviously Gandalf, Saruman. Remember Radagast from the uh, the Hobbit movies, um, the kind of goofy wizard, the that, tree one, yeah, yeah, that has like the the big rabbits as his uh, like carriage or whatever. Um, he had the power he, of talking to animals. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, that exactly, is, like, exactly, yeah. yeah. And he also smoked too much weed. So, um, but and then but the the predecessors to all three of them are are the blue wizards and i don't think they have re- i mean they had different names even in tolkien's own writings and stuff but in his canon they came to, they came first um and then later you get gandalf and saruman and 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 radagast and whatnot so mm-hmm. um i think so it's the guy from cheers it's on the in all the pixar movies <laughs> yeah uh-huh yeah yeah cool yeah it's uh Radagast is isn't Radagast the one that yelled at at Kent at uh, he did at, uh, yeah yeah okay, Radagast right. yelled at me Doctor Who yelled at me <laughs> that's right yeah great moments in Madame he agreed history. to be interviewed and then got upset that he was being interviewed I was like that is very <laughs> just like, so what are you trying to interview me no. I was like yeah yeah no, <laughs> so like, been totally fine just invited me up to your table yeah. to interview you right Giancarlo no. Esposito just told us no so you could have done that too that would have been yeah. Fun. 
Yes, exactly. We'll be forever in the in the Piven category because of that. So, congrats, Radagast. Oh, I mean, I think it's got to be a character. Yeah, Blue Wizard's great, but is that going to get like social media hype? You know what I'm saying? Like, doesn't it have to be somebody that's going to like break the internet if they? Yeah, want? I mean, so I mean, that's the deal. Like, I. As somebody who is a fan of movies and TV shows, I could totally understand the impetus for it doesn't really matter what the dates were in the footnotes of Tolkien's book. We're going to we're going to bring in Gandalf because that's but what's going to get the audience. Those index going, pages so. you have tattoos or tattooed on your back are for not. <laughs> what about <laughs> What about uh Legolas? It could be it, Maybe it could also be this, and this this is maybe I don't know. He he definitely seems like he's probably using magic. So I don't know about this. Definitely fan favorite character. In, so in An the elf. in the books of the Lord of the Rings, um, Wait, there's, there's another character. There's another elf called uh, Glorfindel that uh, is the that the, they kind of roll the Legolas character into, or they I guess they rolled the Glorfindel character into Legolas for the movies. And he's like a big fan favorite is like a big warrior elf that died and then gets sent back to, to kind of be like an emissary to Middle Earth or whatever. So it could possibly be him, but I think he's using magic. So I think it's got to be it's got to be a wizard or or, you know, a dark, dark, the wizard, dark, like, the, like the darkness. Yeah. 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 All I right. I like the Sauron theory. I think that he's he's we're going to get the reveal on him later. I don't think it's that character, but we'll see. We'll see. It is well, cool. I do like that they have that kind of continual. I think that's really smart. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. something to keep non Lord of the Rings fans totally hooked in and waiting sure. for or something, and keep Lord of the Rings fans totally locked in because it'll apply to them. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Man, the um, stuff on the and the oceans looks awesome, though. Yeah, yeah, it was really cool. with uh, with Gladriel. It all looks great, man. Like, looks visually the, with the worm and all the the intro was, thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Still would love to know. I don't know what, what that, that was about. Was. That was yeah. That was very odd. The actual intro is good. I, I yeah, dig I know. it. It looks really good. But love to know where that why they, thing came from. Yeah. I know. I want it though. <laughs> and they still thought it was going to be a soap. <laughs> well, As the um, turns. I think Elves. to wrap this up, if you want to have the social media conversation, if you want to be able to get on Twitter on Monday morning and see see what the what's when everyone's going to be talking about it's going to be house of the dragon but if you want a more nuanced conversation i think uh rings of power is going to have a, a very dedicated audience that are going to be um it's, it's it's more for the nerds than i think house of the dragons more the the cultural experience if that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah you guys agree yeah. yeah i think so i can see that for sure it got more viewers though like a lot more viewers than house of dragons i said did. 25 million i said mm-hmm. yeah I think House of Dragons was 12, maybe, something like that. Yeah, yeah. They said it went up in um, from week one to week two, which surprised me mm-hmm. for House of the Dragon. Yeah. I thought it would go would go down, mm-hmm. but I guess people I kind were of did too. Yeah. trying I to think get it There out. may have been a lot of people who were just like waiting to hear, yeah. is it any good? Because so many people hated that last season of Game of Thrones that they didn't want to get back into it. Well, so House of the Dragon is based that on... Know, um, that don't know about the video service, too. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's yeah. like... I mean, that's the win and the investment for Amazon is like stuff like this that makes people go, oh, wait, there's all this, this library's mm-hmm. here. I mean, that's right. still happening for them, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Yep. That is crazy. Uh, House of the Dragon is based on a, a book already, Fire and Blood. 
So they know where this is going, unlike Game of Thrones, where they ran out of source material. So they, that's not going to not gonna happen yeah. this time around. So that that is nice. I think I got to look it up because I may have, may have the details wrong, but I think that book just came out too. Fire and Blood. It is his most yeah. recent. Uh, yeah. His most yeah, recent like one. A, yeah. Yeah. It's like the, the novelization of the, of the show kind of thing. Um, so they'll, they'll hopefully be able to wrap it a little bit more nuanced than they stick the landing a little bit better than before. Cause I think that mm. they kind of ruined a lot of the taste in a lot of people's mouths. I think that's probably what they're most worried about. All right. Let's uh, wrap this episode, though, fellas, with uh, a weekly recommend. Do we want to grade this out, though, so far, or just talk since it's not completed? Um, if you're going to recommend one, which would you recommend, uh, Brian? You yeah, said this one for Rings. sure. Yeah, this, this, this okay. one's for sure. This gotcha. one's I think I'll recommend Lord of the Rings, too, for the average person. Okay. So yeah. I'll go there. And Richard, Maybe at the end of the season, we can do a recap episode. This was just such a perfect time because there's literally nothing movie-wise to talk about. I felt like, okay, yeah, we can get in here and get a get a little sure. review of the first couple episodes. But uh, I, think, I think we might be willing to do another one at the end of the season. Yeah, we'll see where we land on it at the end. Yeah. We'll see who who sticks the landing. Uh, what's your weekly recommend this week, Brian? I'm going to recommend a book um, that's been recommended to me many times, and I finally just got around to reading it. Um, it's called uh, Daisy Jones and the Six by Taylor Jenkins Reid. It is a it is a an, an oral history of a fictitious band from the 70s. <laughs> um, and a great audiobook. It's got the like the full cast thing. So it's like Jennifer Beals and um Constance Wu and Benjamin Bratt, just a whole lot of other people you, you kind of probably vaguely recognize their voices. Um but yeah, it's I mean it's exactly what it sounds. It's 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 uh I love an oral history and and the the faux oral histories I think are really fun too. Can be uh like World War Z and whatnot. Uh, so I I, rec- I, uh, I read it this week and uh, and I really enjoyed it. It's it's very well done. Very lots of uh, lots of almost famous vibes. Lots of going to say uh, so it sounds like to me. Yeah. So I, cool. I I dig it. Yeah. It was a really good time. Really good time. Great. And again, the audiobook I thought was great because it was really cool to have a full. Sometimes a full cast is a little bit of a beating, but this yeah. was one Same. of the times I where I think it was used well. Hear. Yeah. Because yeah. I tend to kind of stay away from the cast ones because mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know. Unless it's like actually a drama, sure, you know, yeah, it's, yeah. you know, yeah. Lord of the Rings audiobook or something. But right, that's good to hear. Glad yeah, it's really good. She's got a new book out right now, um, and I haven't. I, this is the only one I've read of, of hers, but uh, I'm definitely interested in in the other stuff that she's uh, that she's written. She, it was really good, really. Good. It was quick. I mean, it was like a. I mean, I, I read it in three days, maybe um, on audiobook, and and was. Good enough to where you were like, I may, I'm going to do an extra chore or two so I can get a few more minutes in here. So that's always the, I think the highest compliment you can give an audiobook. All right. What you got, Richard? Yeah, I've got a book as well. I, I've been out in the mountains all week and, and have not done much except for just, you know, read World War II books like an old man. So I read uh, one from 2020 that I hadn't read yet, Eric Larson. He's oh, written so many big popular history books. Is uh, 
the Splendid and the Vile. Have you done that one, Brian? I haven't. It's been on my uh, my my wish list for for a while. I've heard heard it's very good. It's really good. So okay. it's kind of a whole, you know, micro history within a big macro history of of uh, you know England during the Blitz and a lot of different things. But uh, he ties it all together really well. Well, I loved In the Garden of the Beast, which is about that American family that was kind of in Germany during the rise of the Nazis and mm. and really does a great job of taking, like I said, this you know macro thing that we know, World War II, and, and presenting a compelling micro story within that world to kind of make it much more, pa- not palatable, but understandable, comprehensible. You know, it, it mm-hmm. creates a, a whole mm-hmm. other narrative inside of a larger narrative there, which I, I like instead of just, you know, this battle, bombing, this person died, assassination, right. bombing, right. boat trip you know, whatever. So, um, yeah, I like a lot. I like Eric Carson's writing a lot. It's like just narrative enough without being like a gimmick. Um, and, uh, yeah. So cool. He wrote, uh, devil in the white dress. Uh-huh. Right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 He did that. He or devil in the white city. That's um, what, he did. Isaac storm was the other really big one, but the mm, Galveston. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's really good. He's good. Which is not nice. a, you know, not a hot take. <laughs> I'm going to recommend a movie that I just got a chance to uh, catch, one that came out in 2022. Uh, I'm going to recommend Marcel the Shell. Oh, nice. I watched this. I knew it would be heartwarming, cute, uh, all those kinds of things, charming. I didn't expect it to be as funny as it was. I I will say, this movie was freaking hilarious. So... um, if you're expecting it to be just, you know, cry fest, uh, heartwarming, cute shell, it is that, but also really funny movie. Uh, so check it out. Uh, Marcel the Shell. I think it's on demand now. Uh, A24. Uh, and Jenny Slate does some voice work. It's got a really interesting, like, it's shot like a documentary, but it's of stop motion animation. So I don't really know how they did the camera work <laughs> for a lot of it, because that would have been a, a pain to have a moving mm-hmm. camera like that and do stop motion. So really never ever seen anything kind of quite like this kind of a documentary animated movie. It's interesting, but check it out. Marcel awesome. the shell yeah. with, with shoes on is what it's, uh, what it's called and 90 awesome. minutes. Looking exactly. So perfectly, perfectly solid in and out, uh, comedy, nice little movie. Check it out. Very Marcel good. the shell. Yeah. Forgot to say too, Daisy Jones and the six is like, they're, they're doing a series. So it's it's either oh, cool. Amazon or Netflix. Can't remember either late this year, early next year. So that was part of my impetus for. Oh, I should read this before the series comes out. So good, Rex boys. Mentioned both those things. That's good cool. stuff. Well. All that right, let us know what you prefer between those two shows <laughs> that we talked about and which one you'll be watching. If you want to talk about them, though, we've got threads going in our Discord, which you can be a part of. Madaboutmoviespodcast.com/slash/vip. Get you that. Get you all the bonus episodes, the hundreds of bonus episodes that we have on that feed. And thank you to the, the people who have signed up the, the, the past few weeks and joined us over there. It's going to be a good time this week, fellas. We are talking about Brian's favorite movie, Into the Wild. So that should be fun. So join us for that later in the week. We love you. Thanks for joining this Rants and Raves. We'll see you at the cinema. Bye. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling Tossed salads and scrambled eggs And maybe I seem a bit confused Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegged Ha, 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 ha 
I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Scrambled eggs all over my face. They're making me ya ya. Tossed salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. 